beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Snatchers amigos and welcome to another fantastic episode of record breakers i'm pd rave your man with no plan and two thumbs uh here with me as always a whole crew of people with plenty of thumbs uh we've got none other than brett ahoy hoy. we've got patrick cheers and we've got drew hi yes uh, we of course gathered together, joined by a guest, which Hangouts decided to introduce ahead of me. Uh, joined by a guest once again this week, uh, as we are doing, you know, we're that way in the cycle. We have none other than returning champion. We got Jaime, aka Tensor Guy. How you doing, Jaime? Hey, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are here. Got to talk about music, of course. Uh, the provider, he is, Jaime is here in the, as a guest. We're doing what we did uh, with uh, Squiggles previously. We're bringing him on as a return guest, but giving him music to listen to. I was the one that chose it. Uh, so I guess I'm, I'm cheating, getting two turns, basically. Uh, and we're kind of paying off a fun bit, but still kind of doing something really cool and interesting in my eyes. Which is, uh, we're actually talking about Shakira. Uh, and her follow-up to her major label debut, uh, Donde Están Los Ladrones, uh, or Where Them Dudes That Stole My Shit, uh, or something along those lines, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an interesting album, and Shakira's an interesting artist, to say the least, especially when we're talking about this era in her uh, Spanish-language era before, you know, she sold out. Uh <laughs> Uh, even though she sold out immediately, uh, when she was 13, uh, Jaime, what, what context could you give, uh, the, uh, about Shakira? What, what, what can you say about your experience with Shakira? Well, Shakira is one of these artists that it doesn't come or didn't come from the, from the traditional places where Latin American pop stars, uh, came, um, like in, 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 when this happened, like in 98, um, a lot of the artists were coming either from Argentina or from Mexico, and they had a very particular type of pop, uh, very, very highly influenced by American pop music of, of the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, and Shakira came from a more of a, I don't know, edgier, uh, a little bit harder uh, uh, type of pop. And I think I think this this record, as opposed to the first one, um, they tried to make her more more commercial, a little bit more more pop. Yeah, I think. Uh, it, and, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so her she had a folkier sound. She was she's you know she was a singer songwriter signed to a contract at thirteen. You know, like uh, you know some ARR guys knew what they were looking at really early. Uh, I would say with this one, the the first one was very a uh, Latin pop. This one. Brings in, uh, yes, a more commercial appeal, but brings it fleshes out more of the rock and espanol aspect. Mm -hmm. Definitely a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of a, I think a little bit more of that, 
uh in that musicality but we'll we'll get into the line numbers we'll talk about this album but like this is like the follow-up to her major label debut and like uh it's like named after the fact that she's trying to say where them dudes have stole my shit because somebody stole her luggage you know at an airport and she named it after this and then I uh, love this. I love the story on the Wikipedia that it weaves at it. It almost said, you know, that she almost gave up on the album, but her perseverance to finish the album uh, led her through it, you know, because uh, she wasn't going to finish the album that was going to give her a lot of money and her record label a lot of money. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but but it's a fun tale to weave. Uh, I'll ask you guys your expectation. I'll start with uh, I'll start with Patrick. Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? So I've heard a little bit of Shakira's Spanish language stuff. I mostly, you know, know the songs that were on the radio through the, you know, mid 2000s because she became a thing. Yeah. And and that was, I mean, honestly, I'm probably the typical American, you know, music snob who really doesn't care about pop music. And that Shakira was just someone who sang two or three catchy songs. And, and then I had heard, you know one or two songs from her spanish language career but mm-hmm. not so mm-hmm. uh i'll start uh, let's go drew drew what were your expectations um well i had i had heard the one uh song where she belly danced in the video and talked about her breasts being tiny mountains um <laughs> yeah. i heard something about her hips maybe not being as honest as they should be um I think the whole song was about her hips actually being honest. Yeah, hips don't lie. That was that was a joke. And I was really listening to the lyrics of the song. Yes, all right. Anyways, that I was paying more attention to the video. Yes, all right. That's neither here nor there. Yes. Um. So I I knew of Shakira and I knew that she was um a very accomplished vocalist, but I didn't really go into her stuff that much because when she broke onto the american scene i was too punk to care about anything um and this did not fall into my wheelhouse really the shakira stuff was not really what i was going for except as i said for the music videos which were great but neither here nor there um so that's about all i knew yeah uh brett i'm curious what were your expectations coming into this album well as a man of the world and a young teenager um Actually, I really don't have any sweet memories of listening to Shakira or even the music videos. I wasn't even into that. I think I was I was slightly more punk rock than Drew, seeing that I did not even watch the music videos. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I I came into this expecting, you know, an early version of what I've heard, you know, somewhat through the years. I, I pop radio is something that no man can escape, no matter how hard he tries. Uh, I was kind of shocked to find... Uh, this be less of a pop album um we'll get into that in a bit but uh there's like things that i expected to find here uh were not found and some things that i was not expecting to find were found um but man uh it's it uh if you would have told me a week ago that uh i was going to be listening to the kind of album i was listening to today Oh boy, I would not have believed you. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about the themes on all my music. Musically, this, like I said, I think this 
flexed out fle- and fleshed out from her debut a little bit more. And I think it's to its benefit of, you know, because she had to follow up. She had to kind of live up to the expectations of kind of like being the musical prodigy or whatever, being like the, I think the thing that was thrown around, like the, the Hispanic Alanis Morissette or whatever like that mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. And she decides this is her like, all right, flexing her muscles, showing what she can do. Um, it's funny. You, I, I, I jokingly suggested this to you, Jaime, and you said you wanted to do the, uh, the original album. And then I, then I vetoed that. And you know why? Because you're the guy that did a kind of magic as the, as the queen album to, for us to listen to. And I thought, yeah. you know what? He, he, he did say, let's, let's guide it back on course. <laughs> uh even though i love you uh what, what i mean what what would be how would you describe this uh album musically um it, it again it's it's very interesting it's groundbreaking um it, it and especially uh, you know at the time uh, it introduced a lot of of colombian sounds uh which which is a very particular type of music from from um certain coasts I think it's the Caribbean coast of Colombia has this this interesting Barranquilla. Uh, sound. Uh, Barranquilla it comes from has a little bit of bayonato thing uh, uh, you know flavor to it, and she incorporated this and also a little bit of her her uh, Middle Eastern heritage, and and turned it into something new. And I remember it just sounded completely different when when it was playing on the radio. And it this particular record was was huge at the time. It it, it was. You know, at least one or two of those songs were, were played at every party. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like hits. There's there's songs that I hear multiple times at uh, karaoke here in Miami. Uh, yeah. You know some of the key tracks. Um, but yeah, let's talk about uh, themes and elements go around the horn. Patrick, what would be some of the themes and elements that caught your attention about this album? way more stylistic range than i thought i was gonna get i think brett alluded to this this is not a latin pop record although it contains a significant amount of you know kind of typical latin pop there's a little bit of everything here there's there's some little like cool middle eastern stuff there's you know the the spanish guitar that you would expect the mariachi horns that you would expect but then like just some kind of more straightforward pop songs um it was a lot more varied than I thought it was going to be. And then just sort of an aside, I had no idea Shakira wrote everything mm-hmm. like that being coming from the American pop scene. None of them have any actual writing ability. I mean, there might be one like, but I mean, we haven't had an American pop star that could write since Prince pretty much. I will, I will, I will, I will. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm just, well, it's a very American thing to have pop singers that don't write their. Yeah, you pop. Uh, like the, the traditional Elvis, pop singer. Frank the Sinatra. Pop singer, the pop singer that Shakira, you know, you know, three or four years mm-hmm. after this was up against did not write their own shit. Yeah. They wrote nothing. They just showed up in a studio for three days, sang some lyrics and left and then, you know, went on tour. Like, she writes. Well, that, that, that to me, like, that is something different and i'm assuming and and jaime is yeah. is is of the appropriate age and from the appropriate part of the world i assume you know at this time there was a void in latin music with the whole selena murder and everything and uh, someone had to fill it 
someone had to be the, oh, the name. Yes, yes and no. Yes. Although, you know, it, it, it's kind of strange. Um, you know, Selena was a very... Ricky Martin specific, was very schmaltzy yes, <laughs> and ballady. But I think I think the, 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 the contemporary of, of uh, Shakira is fitting that, that bit of... Uh, uh, and that niche was uh, uh, Mana, for example, yeah. um, and and people like that. And they were they were doing a little bit. It, let me put it this way: it, 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 they sounded a little bit like you two, a little bit. Yeah. They, they were doing their own thing with a lot of, of um, you know English language influences. But it, it was it was. I remember like living through this time and 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 being very happy that at, at last Spanish language rock was not derivative uh, as much. It was, it was its own, it was taking, you know, the influence and then taking it their own place. Yeah. Um, and, and so this, and, and uh, this didn't, um, you know, there was no Venn diagram between Tejano and, and, and then this, this, this was, this is in the Caribbean. Um, that was Mexico. It was yes. like, that's why that's why actually mariachi wouldn't be something you would expect from in 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 an album from this area yeah and and this was this was considered rock uh and pop of course but it was it was it and again it took the world by storm and i think Mm -hmm. the fact that she wrote her own stuff um took her away from you know other other groups and other other uh other other artists of like of that time even like of the area yeah Oh, even yeah, of the era, they were yeah. basically a product. Yeah, they, they were they were just you know packaged, uh, like yeah. you know menudo and and and, and, and things like that. Yeah, uh, Drew, what would be the themes on elements that caught your attention? Well, what kind of hit me was a little bit of nostalgia. Um, like has been said, this was a very varied sounding record. There was a lot going on here, and it was a lot deeper than um, I would have given it credit for. Uh, so there's that but on the tail end of that looking this up it came out in i believe it was 96 if i have my year right um eight maybe 98 96 maybe 96 was the first one and it was it took two year 94 98 was the the years that they both came out okay so it came out in that era which is the same it was what i remember the the late 90s had a rash of like female singer songwriters that were cool within like a folk pop scene you had your cheryl crows your jewels your lisa lobes and all that and that's sort of the feeling that hit me was like i wanted to throw this into a mix of stuff like that and just let it go um and that was sort of cool it's it's a 90s pop the sound but it has a lot more going on with it than just that um you have the mariachi you have the sort of middle eastern you have all those things but it's all wrapped up in something that is at once more uh widely palatable i guess you could say um and then there was also the fact that like swagger said she's written everything and while i can't understand a goddamn word of it um there's a quality in her voice a strength in her voice that conveys that she cares about what she's singing about. I'm not naive. Um, it's still a 
pop record that was very highly produced. So I know it was out there to make money. Um, but there are still pop records that were made to make money that also has people behind them that care about uh, what's going on. And then on top of that, the ebb and flow of the record was uh, very well pieced together. It never lets you stay in like the slow jam place for long, but it went there at the right points. Um, it had a lot of really cool hooks. It had a lot of really cool uh, danceable, like sort of uh, dance beat sort of pop songs to it. And that to me was really cool. And I guess I just got way more out of it than I thought I was going to get. Um, yeah. It was a well-rounded album. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, it's just kind of the interesting thing to think about. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the theme songs that caught your attention? Well, my sales are full of wind, but I was shocked to find this was less of a pop album and more of a 90s lady rock album. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that I was expecting to get was the, the, the big voice that quivers to the point of breaking. Like, there, there's, like, plenty of that. Um, if you go in for some Shakira voice, you're going to get some Shakira voice. Uh, but in a way that I didn't expect uh, hearing... Uh, you know, it, you know the the album does open up with some some dance beat. You you hear dance beats underneath stuff, uh, but then it's paired with horns, and then modulated rock and roll guitar comes in, and you're like, okay, what am I into here? You know, you, you get the, the the sound of the decade. You get the strummed acoustic slow jam songs, but uh, there's so much of a mix of different things that you don't expect um, to come from this time. I mean, this is you know. There were a lot of risks taken with this album. It, it is not a, a an easy thing to jump out of a genre. Uh, if you are soon to, like at that point, probably defining a lot of a genre, um, to be able to throw this much stuff in, um, you know, and uh, also there's an or- the organ will come back, but there was an organ that <laughs> that, that, that that was heavily used in this, and uh, that. Extra kudos will be will be doled out here shortly. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, some interest. Yeah, some interesting tracks getting into like some of the key tracks. Uh, we'll do the record breakers thing. <laughs> uh, I'll do the record breakers thing and say you know it starts off with a defined mo- mood uh, with Sega uh, Sordomuda, uh, blind deaf mute uh, or deaf dumb and blind if you want to be old timey. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't believe I. I'm, I can neither confirm to, confirm nor deny uh, Shakira's uh, pinball skills. So, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Her I was name is Tommy. <laughs> uh, but some of the interesting that sets a mood right there. It goes to other songs like Cite uh, Vos, which kind of sets the rock mood as well. Uh, you have lower key songs like uh, Moscas en la Casa. Uh, and you have, like, you know, talk about songs that I've heard in karaoke, things like uh, Inevitable or in English, Inevitable. Uh, I imagine you guys love that in the doc. Uh, or even songs like the, the Big Hit, which transitions over to the her English language debut, Ojos Así, or Eyes Like Yours, or Eyes Like Those. Uh, Jaime, what, what would be some of the, like, the key tracks that you would zero in on? Well, um, the, the ones that are, that basically became, became anthems, 
for that generation, that time, uh, si te vas. Mm -hmm. it just, you can still hear it in the radio from time to time. Ojos así, of course. Moscas en la casa is a little bit of a, of a, of a more quiet thing, but it, it, let, let me put it this way. The whole record impacted, and uh, some of these songs are still the kind of thing that if, if they put him at a wedding, everybody gets up and dances. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'm going to point out the uh, bookends of this record. Uh, the opener, and pardon my Spanish, it's non-existent. Blind, uh, definitely. Just go, go ahead and blind. Sierra Sorda sort of Muda. Yeah. I am yes. terrible. Terrible Spanish. It's not my, was language. my language. I'm. I, I I loved watching uh, that guy uh, wrestle at the Tokyo Dome. Sierra Sorda Muda uh, <laughs> knows how to put on a match. Yeah. Um, so this like this is I think you know it's very it's very uh, Latin infused, but it's you know still got a dance beat going on. Um, and I and I just pointed out because the horns were really good. Um. It was poppy, but it was like the right kind of poppy. You know, it was it was catchy and and fun and enjoyable. Uh, but the the one that like and I I I think I've heard it. I've probably heard it. Uh, the last track on the album, uh, Ojosa C. Yeah, or something like that. It was it was um, on the her English language debut, so you probably yeah. heard it. I I just like I'm I'm I was immediately like. Holy shit, Middle Eastern vibes. And at the time I was listening, writing the note, I was listening, I was, you know, reading the Wikipedia and found out, you know, that's, you know, part of her, you know, descent is, is, you know, from that corner of the world. So it makes sense in, in context, but not after the whole rest of the record where you're like, what the shit is going on? And it's really awesome. And it's a super catchy song. And it's easily the best song on the record. Uh, in between, I, I can't say there were anything I hated. It's not it's not really my type of music, but I was kind of impressed with the range. It was maybe a little bit scattered at times. There was definitely a Lilith Fair vibe, but like in the right way. And that was not something I expected. I, I did not, you know, think that was the world I was going towards. <laughs> but that was in there. There was a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. And that that kind of impressed me just in sort of. Pop, pop records tend to have 11 to 13 songs that sound more or less the same. And this had, you know, a bunch of tracks, very few of which sounded the same. And that's that's different and, and points for that. Mm -hmm. uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention? Um, Well, Sega Sorda Muda. Um, I'm not going to apologize. I'm American. It's probably shitty. Um, starting off with a trumpet. Um, well... Drew's ears perk up. Um, <laughs> you start off with horns. Rude boy gets very happy. Um, and it was that like mariachi trumpet. It was just awesome. Um, and then the dance beat comes in. It sets a nice groove. And then the groove stays there. The dance happy groove stays there. But then that underpinning of like that little mariachi sound, that like little hints of it, really awesome. Um, inevitable. The slow jam that ramps up into the chorus was such a mid to late 90s thing that it yeah. made me happy um that is so 90s it hurts sometimes but it's still awesome and i still love it and something it, it comes back from my childhood for that because it's like 
I get bored on slow songs sometimes, um, a lot of times, and especially slow pop songs. So, like, something that, like, doesn't stay slow the entire song and sort of goes mid-tempo for the chorus, I like a lot. And then No Creo. When I bring up the uh, Sheryl Crow, Jewel, Lisa Loeb vibe, it came from, yeah. like, it hit me hardest in that song. There was something about it that was, like, it was just happy. It was upbeat. It was really well put together. And that sort of rounded it out for me, that it was, like, those sort of songs are the songs I can just put on while I'm doing something monotonous. And even if I'm just vacuuming the house, it's, like, I can't help but be happy and, like, yeah. bounce around and be an excited little kid again. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely hits those vibes uh, all around where it was received. Uh, Brett, what will be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I'd like to apologize to the wasp that just attacked me while I was recording this. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, there are some, some tracks on here. Let me tell you about a few of them. Um, uh, the track number two, If You Go. I'm not speaking in Spanish if That's somebody fine. wants to translate for me. Uh, this is a lady, it's late 90s. This is a 90s lady rock song with the core, the strummed guitars with a little organ. It's great. Um, track four, I don't believe. Uh, uh, from the hand percussion to the dance beat, uh, there's a harmonica. It hits like all the tropes of, uh, of like a 90s uh, lady rock song. Um, and uh, track number five, I believe the translation is uh, Inevitable. <laughs> uh yeah uh in in english uh no again that this is the song that has the organ solo and it's not just an organ solo it's a bitchin organ solo and anytime somebody puts an organ in something and it's not just you know church singing pentecostal music at my ears per- and even sometimes with bitchin pentecostal organ music at my ears perk up but, <laughs> but uh you know I, I found it very very agreeable um there there are some songs on here that have more punch than you would think that a a, a pop rock act would do. Um, but geez, does it sound like the nineties? Uh, the dream of the nineties is alive in this album, but uh, yes. you can, you can probably imagine that uh, going forward, uh, the, the shift, like from the Shakira that I have in my brain uh, from, from the, my adult life, uh, I, don't un, I, it's it was hard for me after hearing these three tracks to piece those together with the character that uh, I had painted in my my mind's eye. But yeah, it is definitely a kind of a, to- a tonal shift when she decided to go attack America. <laughs> oh, I want to ask a question before we get on to the next section, um, and that is Brett. If sometime after uh, this episode is recorded and done with. Uh, next week, if you could email me some bitchin' Pentecostal music, I would love it. Yeah, you know what? The deal. I might even bring some. You, yes. you just watch out. You, you be I'm careful excited. what you ask would, for, buddy. I would love to hear some bitchin' Pentecostal music. <laughs> right. uh, yes. Uh, yeah, some of those tracks. Now, we go back around the horn. <laughs> Uh, go back around the horn to have some conclusive thoughts, Patrick. What would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall? It's it's not my thing, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, I don't know if we talked about it. Shakira has kind of a great voice. It's it's not like traditionally like like pretty, but it, like she does stuff, and it's her thing. Like like Brett said, like the Shakira warbly thing that she does. 
I don't give a shit. It's awesome. Like it's her thing. She does it well. And and I think you know it doesn't hurt that she's insanely gorgeous, but I feel like you know traditional American pop is to completely overlook everything, because you know said pop star is insanely gorgeous. She's she's kind of a good singer. She writes her own stuff. Some of the music's really good, and you get kind of you get a very very broad uh, exposure to to musical styles that are not uh, traditionally played in America and uh, and and I think it's worth it for that alone just for the 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 depth and the the width of the album and it was fun mm-hmm. it's not bad mm-hmm. uh true what would be your conclusive thoughts about the album overall um well there are a couple of reasons why I'm happy to do this show um one of them is to rediscover uh old stuff that I listened to that I may have not listened to as much lately as I should have. Uh, the other is to bring stuff that I think um, people may have forgotten about or haven't heard of that would be great for people to hear. Uh, the third being to find things that I have never even knew existed. Thanks, Petey and the Bad Rabbits. I'm always going to bring them up. Yes. Um, and the fourth would be to... Uh, right wrongs in my musical uh, past and even present. Uh, Lady Gaga coming up and me having more respect for her than I ever did before is one of them. And hearing Shakira uh, now is bringing that to the forefront. Um, I swept her under the rug as just another pop idol and I never, ever gave her a second thought. And I realized that that was maybe wrong of me to do. And uh, maybe... I need to be more of a goddamn adult and be fair to people and not judge them by the first listen. Um, this was really great stuff. Um, really, really cool. The The name on the front of the record, if that is it, you know you're going to get a vocalist that's great. I think that goes without saying. Uh, Swagger said it. I'll say it again. The vocalist is great. Um, the songwriting is... I don't know because um, I can't speak the language. Um, it's, it's clever and but, fun. It's, is it's it really good? Clever. Okay. It's, it's yeah, clever it's two and Spanish fun. speakers, but I can tell that with the the effort um, that went into the record, that obviously she cared enough about what she was saying that anybody who speaks the language probably knows that the lyrics are good, and it showed musical diversity. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again: if you can show musical diversity on a record, that means you know what you're doing in music. Um, whether you're a pop act, a metal act, um, a punk rock act, if you can show a musical through line and you can say like, yeah, no, we can play in our genre, but we can still play outside of it. We can still play with what makes our genre our genre. Um, I think that shows a level of uh, musical chops that someone like Shakira has, and mm-hmm. it was unfair of me to judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, how dare you? uh brett happens what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall well i mean i i I can't say anything bad about this album It, it, it hit on everything that it could and wanted to do um and you know even though i i only know enough spanish to get my ass kicked i i still enjoyed the vocalization of the lyrics i i i you know there is there is something to the big voice the, the warble voice and the sort of nasally sound that comes with it. Um, 
it's 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 one of those things it's a calling card it's it's one of those things that you know what you're getting into but it was nice to see it come from a different direction uh musically um you know it's easy to find this stuff on the internet listen to it uh have your own opinions on this i mean we're not going to have the conclusive thoughts uh for all time uh listen to it for yourself and uh let us know uh, email PD. Yes. Tell him how many times I was incorrect on this album <laughs> and uh, how I'm a, a horrible wasp slayer. Yes. <laughs> uh, you there, you kill bugs. Wasp? Wasp wasn't that bad of a band. You shouldn't kill I, them. I, you leave Blackie Lawless out of this. I'm talking about the winged kind. <laughs> uh, but that being said, uh, Jaime, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall and Shakira in general? Re-listening re to it now, uh, with a little bit of a more critical eye, um, I, I find that I, you know, that even though you cannot really define that, that star quality, you cannot say, oh, it's this, you can recognize it in this, in, in this record, and you can see how, you know, the people who, who, who were, uh, listening to, to her realize that this is something that could become not just Latin America's uh, music, but it could become the world's music by by bringing her to the states. I, I do I do feel that some of the um, some quality is lost in in the translation. Uh, there is she has she has focused into a little bit more, more pop niche yeah. than than this was, and I and I I miss that. Uh, but you can still see it. You can still, you know, in some of the stuff that she's putting out now, you can still recognize some of that brilliance uh, from from back then. And 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 so, uh, you know, in that sense, I think I think if you want to if you want to understand uh, Latin American rock, uh, I think she is a stop that you have to 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 listen to. Yeah, I think this is really cool. Like, and I'll offer Michael's thoughts is is. Uh, it's really cool to kind of it, it's it's on one level similar to uh, what we had last week with uh, Drew's pick of No Doubts, you know, self-titled, uh, where we had you know looking back to something fondly, looking back fondly onto something that uh, was the original sound and uh, was something you know a, a group or an artist uh, went away from that you miss, uh, but at the same time it's also a follow-up album <laughs> you can also get that in a follow-up album to what was truly like the breakthrough because of the original initial breakthrough was her her major label debut so it was like this was the original sound but you also get it in the somebody with somebody with something to prove like she's got something to prove like that you know she's got something a legacy to live up to already so she's you know like i said flexing her muscles to to to, to show what she can do uh and it's it makes for a really great album uh that I, honestly i wasn't even i wasn't even expecting to enjoy it as much as i did like because I, I you know obviously this was all born from a bit that we had with Jaime. you know <laughs> it was like uh and then we'll you know we'll listen to some shigera you know blah blah you know uh and but it turned into because it, it that little nugget in my in the back of my brain of wanting to let people know about this thing that only us that you know in the latin community remember like shakira is a brunette for goodness sakes 
for, yeah. as far as we're with, concerned. With the red hair on the bottom. With red hair on the bottom sometimes, yeah. a little bit, you know. Uh, here's a brunette for as far as we're concerned. Uh, she's singing Spanish and she was a, a multi-talented artist and did more than just like these dumb pop songs that, that we heard on the radio in, in the late 90s. Late, late 90s, early aughts. So uh, it just... It was cool to kind of go back to that and I realize how much more we were, I was right. How much more we were right than we thought we were. Uh, but that being said, that's our thoughts on the album. That's all thoughts on Shakira. We'll get to our main event of the evening uh, with our haiku reviews. Uh, try to wrap it up in poetic form. Uh, let's see. Who do we start with? I'll start with Brett. Swerve you. Brett, what is your haiku? Uh, Colombian pipes. Warbled vocals of plenty. Straight from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Rose many styles in a musical blender. Some good stuff pops out. Mm-hmm. Drew, what is your haiku? Did not expect to. Want to listen to all the women songwriters? Mm-hmm. I'll throw in mine uh, a second before uh, last. Uh, from before you knew, already with lots to prove, Shakira flexes. Uh, what do you mean by you? I mean you. Are you talking about well, who's you people? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you people? Uh, Jaime. What is your yes. haiku? Let's see. Uh, inevitable ojos así. Si te vas, if you go. Moscas en la casa. Those eyes. Nice. <laughs> uh, that works. That's, that's going to be fine by me. Uh, all right. So... Those are our thoughts. Does that that concludes our our wrap up of Shakira's "Donde Estados Los Donde Están Los Ladrones"? My broke my Spanish is broken too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just bad. Yeah, yeah. Jaime knows. <laughs> Jaime's heard me speak Spanish. It was it was perfect. Yes. It sounded like the king would speak. Yeah, exactly. uh, el rey. The, the the Spanish kings so, or under or or uh, just El, El Rey the protagonist by the king do you mean El Rey the protagonist of the song El Rey? <laughs> yes, yeah. As well, in well, drunken well, and slurred and and after falling over because of a rock. Something <laughs> like <laughs> uh, And that's for the Spanish speakers in the audience because none of these dudes know what we're talking about. Uh, we're real white guys. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, well, alright, that's it. Let's not lollygag. That's it for another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. You can find this album on our Record Breakers official uh, Spotify playlist. Uh, listen to it. Uh, you you get yourself learnt something. Uh, on that Spotify playlist is another album I picked out. I I know I'm getting double picks. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm double dipping the chip. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be next week's album. It's gonna be '90s again. It's almost accidentally 90s month. Uh, we're going to talk about Candlebox 
uh, in their album, Candlebox. Uh, Candlebox. You remember is... them, don't you? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. They were that group that did that one thing. Remember that we were listening oh, to the Silver Chair? Rock. Wait, no, no, no. Not there, was, there was the other one. A ca- Candlebox. Yeah. Okay. The one yeah. that played the, your like the, uh, your bed race. Do, do you remember? Hunger Strike, right? No, yeah. no, wait, no, that's Temple of the Dog. There were there were the um, group that played your your local radio station's uh, bed race event, you know, and you that had the free concert, you know, yeah, there were that group. Uh, <laughs> but that will be an interesting talk next week. Uh, shout out to Paul Kester and Wrong Brewer. Uh, but that's it for this week. You can of course find us all over the internet. Patrick is on Swagger. Brett is at Hibbity Bebert, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at Extrusive for X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at Four Record Breakers, the number four Record Breakers. Jaime is at Tensor Guy. Uh, I have to ask you, Jaime, how, yeah. w- what are you working on? Are you are, is, is Starship Build still? still maybe? Uh, no, no, not, not. I haven't worked on that for a while, but... Uh... Uh, pretty soon, I'll, I'll, I'll need everybody to tweet out something. So. Okay, so it might have already happened by the time this gets posted, but if not, if anything, follow him at Tensor Guy. Uh, shows the four record breakers, recordbreakerspodcast.com, Rebelli TV on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, we're all over the place. She'll, she'll like, subscribe. Uh, we're stealing, uh, we're stealing the geek and sundry word. Uh, she'll like subscribe. Uh, until next time, hasta los huevos. Go Blue Jays. Toodaloo. What's, what's Toodaloo in Spanish? Um, uh, Toodaloo? Sayonara. <laughs> Konnichiwa, bitches. I don't know, man. I don't think there is. Konnichiwa, bitches, is Toodaloo in Wu-Tang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>